This is VC Projects Podcast, and today my guest is Shuka Asfar. She is a quantum soprano and composer, and it gives me great pleasure to um, share and meet with her. She'll be performing at El Nido on February 19th during the exhibition um, of conceptual photography by Natasha Rodenko, and it's called Belonging. But today we're going to talk to Shuka about a little bit about her life and the opera that she'll be singing excerpts from, which is called Women, Immigration, Fight or Flight. Shuka, thanks for joining me. Hi, Victoria. Thank you for having me today. Um, uh, it's a pleasure to sing at Elino Project on February 19th. Thank you. Um, tell, tell me, you've, you've, you just moved here from Boston. Yeah. And, um, Tell me a little bit about yourself um, and, you know, how you got started in as an opera, working in opera as well as um, a composer. Sure. Yeah. Um, I moved from Tehran, Iran, 11 years ago to Boston. And um, in Iran, uh, I, I wasn't allowed to study music academically. Uh, so I studied physics. It was a subject that I was strong in, but I always wanted to be an opera singer. Since I was five, that I saw the first VHS of Carmina Burana, which is not an opera, which is a cantata, but still a classical music. Uh-huh. I remember I took a decision that I wanted to sing like that lady in the um, movie, in the VHS. Um, so it was a, quite a journey for me to um, finish my bachelor's degree in Iran in uh, physics, which I was really strong in it. I was the third student in our university, but it was a, quite a journey for me to go against the current of the society and what uh, women should have done and should not have done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me three years to prepare myself to get into a conservatory at um, Boston, Longy School of Music, which is a great conservatory. Um, so I've, I've lived, studied, worked uh, in Boston for 11 years. I definitely consider it as my second home after Tehran. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so after I graduated from school, I joined uh, a wonderful uh, ensemble called Calliope. And so my um, classical singing um, uh, career outside of the school started with Calliope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a wonderful mentor there um, called jo- Julia O'Toole. Um, so in the past three to four years, I started um, feeling like I'm not um, I'm not uh, fulfilling uh, what my intention is as a musician, and uh, I've been always wanting to compose, but I think for some reason I never took it serious, mm-hmm. and I started taking it serious, and uh, I started um, composing. And I'm always interested in composing about social issues. Mm-hmm. And the most important social issue for me is women's rights. How, what, what kind of image we have about ourselves? What mm-hmm. kind of an image we think outside us should have about us? And what's really going on in the society? And so this uh, project, Women, uh, it's, it was, this was a mixed media opera uh, that because of COVID, we just recorded it with three people. Mm-hmm. me singing a pianist and one of the performers on the stage um so this opera is about uh my life story 
mm-hmm. that I was in a society that uh, laughing out loud was uh, not cool for women. Uh, we were not allowed to sing in front of men to this day. It's true. And uh, in general, uh, music was considered something um, just not of value. And um, I had to be an engineer or a doctor to be considered as important. Um, so in this opera, I've depicted, um, I've written it in English, so mm-hmm. all the women in the world could communicate with that. And it is, I've generalized it as the issues that all women in the world uh, can go through. Um, um, of uh, in, women who are in some kind of suppressed societies, um, like the one I came from, and the struggles and the fights that women have to go through to get themselves out of that mm-hmm. and then the second act is immigration and this is when it hit me that when i immigrated to the u.s i thought this is the place where i'll find complete equality between men and women mm-hmm. but this is where i found out that i'm facing new challenges like racism like other discrimination between men and women and at the same time this was a place that allowed me to express myself uh, which I'm grateful for and then the third act is about um, third act is a little bit sad because it it describes that when someone like me uh, from a very suppressed society is wants to grow it has to constantly be in a flow of adrenaline and it's as if we're addicted to it uh, so the fire flight is the mode that I found myself at after I overcame all of those barriers. Um, I felt like it's still going on in me, mm-hmm. and um, it's it was a, a struggling um, feeling in me that even though I feel safe here and I can write about anything I want, uh, still there is something wrong. And those were the messages I recognized that there are in even all modern societies that still imply that women and men are not equal. Hmm. And, uh, but at the end of the third act, that woman that I have symbolized in the opera um, recognizes how to gain power, how to gain um, women empowerment from women, and she starts um, growing and feeling and actually happy and powerful. Mm-hmm. Great, great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I, um, I, I have to add that I composed this and my wonderful pianist back in Boston, he arranged it for the um, um, mini ensemble. Um, I wrote the lyrics myself as well. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. thank you. Um, have you thought about translating it into other languages? I mean, Farsi for one, even though you, you couldn't sing it there? Uh, yes, absolutely. I have actually thought of, um, I am planning to tour it mm-hmm. and I have, um, in my vision, I thought that, um, once it could go to different countries, um, I would love for it to be sang and uh, to be sung in that country's original language so that, um, maybe some women that don't know English can still understand it. Right. Right. Yeah. So but it would be a much bigger, um, project because the way I have chosen the melody matches um, right. like the, the intonations and, and of the words, the English lyrics mm-hmm. and like the stresses of the words and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge fan of opera. I always have been and 
like yourself, I mean, I didn't grow up wanting to be an opera singer, but I certainly wanted to sing, um, like jazz standards or things like yeah. that, you know? Wow. And I always thought even now, oh, you know, if I ever get some spare time, I should take some singing lessons. You know, it's one of those things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I probably won't do it, but it's certainly <laughs> I can <laughs> identify. But, you know, um, I think opera is something that is so different than other forms of music. Mm -hmm. And you either really get it or you don't. Mm -hmm. um, what, what can you say about opera for the person who's new to it? Um, some guidelines about it? You know, because some, you know, like if you think about it, I know you sing in different languages and you sing mm -hmm. um, other operas by other uh, composers, composers yes, right? Yeah. Um, is there any kind of guidelines you can share about that? It, or, and also, is there any uh, operas by these composers that you truly like, you know, mm -hmm. that you want to talk about? Just to just speak a little bit about the sure. medium. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, what makes opera different than even musical theater or mm -hmm. theater is that there should be a storyline there should be acting in it but what makes let's say opera different than musical theater is that the way the music is written uh, for the opera singer um, the the way the melody follows the structure of it is different mm -hmm. and what of course what makes it completely different is the classical technique of singing mm -hmm. um, um, so, for me, that classical singing technique feels like it's healing me. So, I think that's what attracted me since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Because I was exposed both to complete traditional Iranian music, which I loved, and classical music. But I just was in love with classical uh, technique of singing. Mm -hmm. And um, I fell in love with hearing the operas that used bel canto technique mm -hmm. that comes from... Um, Italy and um, I, I absolutely love Italian operas I speak Italian I got a diploma in Italian language and I just uh, I just love the uh, country and the and the um, language so I think Puccini operas are one of my most favorites um, uh, Mozart has written Italian operas that I love Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cosi fan tutte, Marriage of Figaro, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Le, Le Nozze di Figaro. Oh, they are all by Mozart, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Or operas by Bellini. Um, I'm. I think I'm infatuated with Italian operas. And um, if I want to say my favorite opera. Um, it's, it's really difficult to say. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't put you on the spot. No, but my favorite arias, I think um, one of them is Ah, non crede a me. It's from La Sonambula. Ah, ich fühls. It's from the Tower Flute, like the magic flute. And um, um, yeah, so again, like what makes opera different than other types of acting with music? is the way the music is written for the singer that is singing with the classical technique. All, all the ha harmonies, the way the melody is leading to the climax and coming back down, the way the accompaniment orchestration is written. So there's so much 
more science in it than than just thinking with the classical technique. I can see that this is where your quantum physics it comes in <laughs> <Yes>. handy. <laughs> That's going to be a whole other top podcast yeah. for us to talk about the quantum physics and also you being a Reiki master and um, but so for for those that have really um, help people I know they will come and, and see you sing and you're going to be in the space because of COVID-19 we're limited to the amount of people who will actually be in um, this the the art space but the door will be open and because of the courtyard your voice will carry there'll mm -hmm. be a pianist um, and they'll be able to hear that we're going to have two sessions um, so people can experience um, if not the first session, then the second session, and it'll be two different excerpts from your opera. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, great. Is, yeah. Is there, um, and during the opera, I, I want to stress that people, no talking, um, <laughs> no cell phones, you know, cameras and things like that. Um, from working at the Gardner Museum, I was very much educated about how to, be um, and run, um, you know, music recitals for, for the classical mm -hmm. uh, repertoire. <clears throat> so we want to respect uh, Shuka and her voice and um, please come and, and just listen. And then afterwards we'll have great, great party. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we can, you know, congratulate Shuka on, on this incredible opera that she's featuring. Um, this is just an excerpt. So um, like she said, she'll be touring it and keep everybody updated how they can, how can they can experience the whole, the whole, um, performance. Yes. So. Um, thank you so much, Victoria, again. Uh, I'm very excited for the performance on February 19th. Um, absolutely. This is just an excerpt from it. And this is just me singing a few, diff all the different roles and the piano. Mm -hmm. So if anyone was interested in, uh, and hearing the full opera, they can de I can definitely get their contacts. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'll send them updates. And if there was anyone that who could support me in any uh, way, uh, since this is COVID times, in, in any possible way, performance venues uh, or just uh, mm -hmm. any how that they know, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. for sure. And this is a sort of uh, my welcoming of Shuka to Los Angeles. She's moved here now, um, so now this is her her third home and uh, this is kind of a um, a welcoming um, experience so thank Great. you so much thank you so much uh, probably um your maybe give us your instagram and your website sure uh, my instagram is all together quant shuka the quantum soprano and my website is shukaafshar.com and my last name i know uh I'll just spell my first and last name, S-H-O-O-K-A-A-F, as in flower, S-H-A-R. I know it's difficult to pronounce Afshar. <laughs> <laughs> Even back home in Iran, my friends always said Afshar, so I totally understand. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much.